going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first ever episode of the I Am Icon podcast. I am your host, Icon Falcon. And to the right of me, I have my right-hand man, my cameraman, your cameraman too in the future, Cameraman Steve. What's going on, baby? I can't call it, man. I'm chilling. Listen, man, if we ever become millionaires or billionaires, we're going to make a movie or whatever it is in the future that they got on social media showing what we have been through to get this podcast up and running, man. Listen, this is the beauty of entrepreneurship. This is why I love entrepreneurship. This is why I love the world of business, man. It, it just, it, it feels like it, it sheds a light in the, in a different manner in my soul, man. It, things that you can't even prepare for. Right. Um, some of the things that we've we we've dealt with so far, just trying to get this podcast up and running, man, is it's funny. Uh, it's a headache, but it's a it's a blessing in disguise, if, if I can say the least, man. But cameraman Steve, man, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on? What's going on? Listen, pull pull the mic a little closer. Um, I can't. Yeah. Yo, listen, I'm telling you, man, I I expect to have a good time with this. I expect this to be a good time for myself. I expect this to be a good time for Cameraman Steve, and I expect this to be a good time for you. The whole point of, first of all, let's back up. I'm sorry for being rude. Happy New Year, everybody. Listen, it's been a rough couple of years that we, we, we've all dealt with, uh, you know, with COVID and everything and after COVID and inflation, you know, uh, holidays pass and just normal things that, that happen in life that we're all dealing with, man. So uh, I'm just happy that everybody made it here. I hope you're doing well. I pray and I hope for a successful 2023 for everybody, including us. <clears throat> so what I want to do, I want to start off by telling the people how the brand of icon anything icon period because there's you'll learn as we as we go forth in different episodes and and as we release more podcasts that we got icon mall uh we got icon network right here we go we got icon podcast right and we're not going to stop there right so uh it's 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 going to we're trying to franchise a lot so the whole point of Icon, it started off with simply my daughter. She, at, at the time when she came up with this idea, she came up with an idea of, uh, she was around, you know, seven years old. She came up with an idea that she wanted to create, uh, well, let me back up. She wanted to uh, create uh, an app or a website that allowed people to shop from while they're sitting in the beauty salon getting their hair hair done or whatever the case is so that they can have something due to, to push the time through. This is the original idea that she came up with. <clears throat> the way that we, we ended up with the name Icon is literally strictly off of her at the time. Uh, we were going to, we had a couple names in mind. Uh, but after doing research, you know, the names belong to, you know, other people, other businesses. And she, you know, I, I won't lie. She came and said, let's just call it Icon, Icon Mall. 
And I said, let's do it. So this was all the way back in 2018 when, when we started building the brand of Icon Mall uh, or the Icon brand, period. So here we are in 2023. We're still building, still swinging, still trying to uh, build this 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 big uh, conglomerate, uh, for lack of better terms, right now. So <clears throat> everything you see stems from, that's how we, we, we came up with the name Icon, and that's why everything after that is Icon, because we always want to stick with our foundation and uh, where we came from. So <clears throat> the way, so... <laughs> So Icon Mall, Icon Mall is a, is the original plan for Icon Mall when it was introduced by my daughter, like I said, was to allow uh, customers to shop in a marketplace while they were waiting just simply to, you know, in a beautician or waiting to get their hair done. So that quickly turned into... Uh, a marketplace that we weren't able to put in a 3d method right so she wanted to build a 3d mall uh, and allow people to lease out stores and a lot of other stuff that i won't get into specifically because we're still building right uh, the issue became once i because i didn't i didn't know anything about tech when we first started building icon mall so the issue became <clears throat> slowly but surely I don't know what I'm doing very fast. Like it hit me because when you build in tech, it gets it's expensive and it gets really expensive really fast. Right. So uh, our first venture that of trying to build Icon Mall easily cost me ten thousand dollars down the drain. Nothing came of it. Right. Second venture of trying to build Icon Mall. I think I spent $5,000 down the drain. Nothing happened. Third venture of building Icon Mall, I think I spent 30000 down the drain. Nothing happened. So <laughs> why, what happened with all these thousands of dollars? Why didn't anything come of it? So here's the thing especially when it comes to building apps in general. It doesn't even matter what kind of app you're trying to build. Uh, the thing about building an app is is so much information that you need to understand before you can just, you know, do anything, right? Even if it's just designing, right? And if you go to a real developer and hand him uh, or him or her uh a, what's called a UI, user interface, which is the design of what any design that you see on the app. <clears throat> when you hand them that and they go to develop it, they should be able to. They should, or a lot of them, or a lot of them, will look at it and say, "Okay, uh, we should be able to edit this. We need to move this around. This isn't user friendly, so forth and so on." I didn't have any of that in the beginning. I didn't even know what a UI was in the beginning. All I knew was my daughter wants to build a 3D mall. Raise your hand if you can build this 3D mall. Quickest, quickest way to get scammed. All right. But lessons show that the, the more we fail, the more I learn. Right. To the point where now I understand that 
the way that we attempted to do it and wanted to do it from the beginning, <clears throat> it was never going to happen. We, A, didn't have enough the, the enough funds for it to happen. And some of the resources that we need in order to make it happen, we just didn't have available to us. So it just, it was, it, 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 it was a never in the process that we were going to continue spending money and not getting anything out of. So what we decided to do was we decided to pivot and not really deviate from exactly uh, the brand or deviate from exactly uh, the goal or the dream. It was just more so start small. Right. Don't take off such a big chunk. Let's, you know, let's take a couple thousand dollars, you know, and, you know, you know, get out here slowly. So that's how we came up with just uh, the basic marketplace uh, for Icon Mall, which is simply like you see if you go to Google and, you know, you type in Amazon. Right. That is, quote unquote, a basic marketplace. Right. You you go there, you order products, they you have it shipped to your home. Um, you can return <clears throat> or do anything else that you you want to do. So that is what we decided to do. The reason why I decided to carry the torch on this project is because it was personal to me. Not just personal to me because my daughter decided to create this. It was it was personal to me because I just love the world of business. I love being an entrepreneur, right? So it became extremely personal when I started learning that <clears throat> there are a lot of entrepreneurs out here that are being set back and losing money and or just losing opportunities because they just don't know or they're just being scammed by other entrepreneurs that that are preying on people who don't know anything just like me. Uh and my my issue with that was, you know, where do we go as entrepreneurs when we want guidance of any sort, right? Besides looking at videos all day besides looking up motivational speakers all day right where is the the group we go to where is the location we go to uh so forth and so on where do we go when we want to uh you know get advice ask questions you know and, and we get it it's the trying to fail that's a part of life that's a part of being an entrepreneur that's a part of uh being great but if we are sticking together and building together, a lot of the tries and fails, we can really, we can skip. One thing about cameraman Steve, man, uh, that I admire him for is he's a great example of exactly what I mean by the tries and the fails and everything that we're trying to build with the Icon Mall. I meant the Icon brand, period. Cameraman Steve, he wasn't even a cameraman how long how long you been uh a cameraman steve uh i probably started video 20 2020 so about three four years yeah right so my thing about cameraman steve that i'm i'm, I'm a huge fan of his for is because he literally went and just found out how to do it found his own way right like he literally you know youtube Steve, uh, yeah, pretty much. Being in the field. 
there you go. Right, and just capturing pictures and saying, oh, no, this don't look right. Let me try this setting. You know what I'm saying? Things that, and I take that, I take that thought process and try to implement that into everything that I do. Hence, here we are on the podcast. <laughs> it's the try and the fails, right? Um, it's, you know, the soundboard. I ain't know nothing about no soundboard, right? So I'm just pushing this button up, pushing this button down, pushing that knob left, pushing that knob right, you know, hitting this this button on the sound pad, Googling, you know, this uh, this uh, this setting, what does this mean? And I, and I adapt that ideology and implement that in all of the aspects of what I do. In, in the entrepreneurial world and i i enjoy dealing with other people that do the same thing but the problem is a not the problem but one of the i can say one of the the issues or downfalls that you know a lot of us as entrepreneurs have is we don't share that we don't share that feedback we don't share our failures with a uh, you know with each other so it's kind of hard for us to learn from each other because we always think that uh <clears throat> No one can know our failures, but everybody can know our uh, our success stories. You see what I'm saying? So that's what the brand of Icon is about just in general, right? It's sharing not just your success, but tell us how what you failed at. How did you fail? How did it feel when you failed, right? What What did you do to pivot from that failure to become successful? Are you, or maybe you're still stuck in that, that, quote unquote failing stage and you're trying to find a way out well let's well let's pose the question to to the rest of the world or to the other people that's watching or listening or whatever the case is and <clears throat> let's figure out how we can get this done let's figure out how you know uh you know use my daughter for a great example if she wanted to be a beautician i couldn't tell her but i can probably guess on some ways we can start and I'm pretty sure, that, you know, those are some of the same ways we're probably going to fail from. Uh, but that's that's a part of the process. But then I can take that, show her, and then she can go take, you know, take and tell the next beautician or the next person. Right. So that's what the brand of Icon is about, man. So everything that we've we've done so far, everything we're trying to do, um, it's about coming together as a team. Uh so the 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 goal here is not just to build a podcast, you know. Uh obviously this is where we're starting from, but that's just the podcast portion. Like I said, we also have uh Icon Network. Uh I am Icon Network. And the the key to that is to become a media company that we not just us but you all want and that's who I, that's what i mean by we that we can feed off of each other right you got the business well what can we do to help market you right you got the business what can we do to uh you know hit some photography for you what can we do to get some interviews for you we we're trying to create a entrepreneurs community where we just help each other Right, because the hardest part about building all of this for the from the past couple of years is that it, <laughs> I felt like I did this whole thing alone, right? And a lot of these things I felt like 
uh, we we really could have just avoided simply by having other people who was willing to tell their their stories of their failures, right? You know, so many people get caught up in what uh what everyone succeeded at, but it's like yo, I don't care about that because that's not going to help me get to where where I need to go, and it's not going to help you get to where you need to go either. Tell me what you failed at. That's what I respect more, to be honest with you. So that's that's about that that's how we came up with the icon brand. That's where we're trying to go with the icon brand. So, you know, and with the podcast thing is we just want to talk about, you know, just the 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 business side, the news and the business. Right? Um, no matter if it's music, no matter if it's tech, no matter if it's I'm gonna try to stay away from politics, but <laughs> You know, we, we may dibble in that a little bit, maybe. Uh, it don't matter, man. If it got a business standpoint, we we on it, right? So that's what this is about. So uh, like I said, bear with us, man. This is this is our first episode. I promise you we'll get better. I promise you you'll love us more every, every, every you know, more and more every episode, right? And we look forward to getting feedback, man. If you think we trash, tell us we trash. Right, we're entrepreneurs. We can take constructive criticism. We're, we're not, you know, we don't have, you know, a fragile ego. That's not who we are. Like, we businessmen, right? And we want to get y'all on the, the podcast, too. It's not just about us. Like, you know, we want to invite businesses up here. We want to rap with y'all. We want to see see what y'all got going on out here. So, you know, we, we'll all build this together. So, you know, for now, we starting off slow. Right, real slow, real, you know, allow us to mess up for you, for us, really, but it's for you too, so that we can polish this up, so that when you come up here, we're not making your brand look crazy, right, because we, we that I, I'm a huge fan of, you know, helping people, I, I don't, I'm not into hurting them, especially when it's at my expense, so, uh, yeah, man, so that's, that's, that's a little bit about the brand, um, a little bit about myself, man. So, I'm from Carolina, Raleigh to be exact, South Side to be exact. Um, man, uh, I joined the military back in 2008, and I did one tour in Afghanistan. Did did the tour in Afghanistan. I was uh, blown up by IED, right? Uh, well, two. Yeah, depends on your ex, but one IED, one toe popper. I'll let you tally that up however you do. Um, uh, I was discharged from the military in 2012, and, you know, I went on to live my life. Uh, ended up getting called back to the military for uh, special duty for a couple, couple months. And long story short, when I got out of... Uh, when it was time for me to get out for my last time, um, you know, you do the medical exit and, you know, you have to go see the doctors. They they ask you a series of questions, so forth and so on. And sure enough, this was in 2015, maybe? Sure enough, uh, long story short, I was diagnosed with PTSD. And anxiety. Crazy part about that was, ever since I came home in 2012 from Afghanistan, uh, life was just wild to me, right? Uh, I was angry all the time. 
I was crashing out. I was lashing out. I was, you know, I was down to go all out about the simplest things. I mean, anger was out this world. Emotional about everything. Abusing alcohol like you ain't never seen before. I mean, embarrassing myself, embarrassing my mother, you know, and any, any, it was, it was bad, you know, uh, I probably destroyed anything that I had at that present time and moment in my life, uh, destroyed anyone I probably had at that present time and moment in my life, uh, so like fast forward uh back to 2015 when i found out i was diagnosed with uh ptsd and anxiety that was wild for me because i was like holy shit like that explains why i've been i couldn't i haven't been able to understand why i couldn't control myself and you know we'll we'll get into you know a lot of those conversations uh in different podcasts uh, or different episodes um but going through the process of not just finding out you have PTSD and all those other things, but learning how to understand that you still got to survive in this world. In this world, do not give a damn about your <laughs> your difficulties, no matter what it is. Teaching myself that you how to be self-disciplined how to control your anger, how to control your emotions, how to control your thoughts, control everything. I feel like it prepared me for entrepreneurship. I, I just feel like it did because now in, in the world of entrepreneurship, I just feel so free. I feel like nothing bothers me and, and not nonchalant, not in a nonchalant way, but nothing bothers me in a way uh, that I see it bothering other people, right? So great example. You know, I've I've seen people who get angry and lash out because their friends don't support their businesses, right? I've seen people who get angry who lash out because their family members don't repost their businesses. Like, fam, I don't care about that, right? Because the product is the product. The product is going to sell itself. If it's not good enough, you're not going to support it anyway. If it's what you needed to be and it's where you needed it to be, then you'll support it because it's what you need. You see what I'm saying? So I, I I just feel like entrepreneurship just allowed me to just have a free mind. And I just fell in love and I just started creating shit. And that and specifically in the tech realm, because man, like I just I fell in love with tech. Like I fell in love with building apps. I fell in love with building websites, you know, and all this stuff. This is why. You know, this is how my daughter and I were able to, excuse me, come up with this wild theory of Icon Mall being this huge virtual mall that you can use in a certain way and do certain things that was going to cost us damn near a, a corporate amount of money that we didn't even have. Um, so... I share my story with you all like that because when we meet you all and we talk to you all, we want to hear your story too, right? I think too many times we as entrepreneurs have stories that we don't get to tell because a lot of the times our 
our product, our brand, our service is the only story that people want to hear or know about, right? A lot of times we don't get a chance to learn who you are as the, the CEO, right? So that's what, that's what I want to learn about you all, uh, with the exception of, you know, everything I stated earlier about the failures and the success stories, right? Tell us, tell us where you came from. How were you raised? Right. What what are the adversities that you face so far trying to build your brand or build your product, build your service? Right. Um, what 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 hurdles have you had to overcome? Relationships. Let me tell you, fam, I don't understand how y'all be in relationships and try to be entrepreneurs. Nothing against y'all. I'm just saying I can't do it. I learned that about me. Listen, every dollar I got go to <laughs> go to building something. I'm just being honest. So Meaning, to properly date a woman, you have to spend some type of money. And I ain't, you ain't got to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but I've never met a woman that just want to sit in a house for the rest of her life. You know what I'm saying? So, not even just that. The, the emotional roller coaster that entrepreneurship takes you on. How do you use that? And, or how do you take that and then turn around and feed the emotional roller coaster that uh, the man or woman that you are dating may put you on as well, right? We don't have to dive deep into it. These are just some of the things I want to learn about when it comes to you. But on top of that, what I want to do with these podcasts, uh, these episodes on the podcast is, you know, like we said, talk about current events. Talk about things that's going on out here, man. Um, and just have basic conversation. Uh, I want to always get your feedback on, you know, the things that we saying, things that we talk about, how, you know, how, not just how can we improve the podcast platform, but how can we improve and add additional things to maybe help you. You know, what what do you, what do you need help with out there? Who who can we invite up here that can, you know, give you some pointers, some tips on some things that you're trying to do? Listen, man, the way that we, we operating up here is we just trying to put our money in the right places so that we can help uh we can help as many people as we can because we're trying to help ourselves as well. And the only way we can do that is if we stick together. Cameraman Steve is here with me, he ain't charging me a dollar for this. We sticking together. You see what I'm saying? So that's what that's about. So without further ado, man, I want to get into some of these subjects that that's been going on out here in the world, man. Uh, and just give my opinion on it. Uh, Cameraman Steve, he can chime in if he wants to. Uh, but one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the stories that I've seen out there was this uh this Romeo and Master P father father and son duel uh over some some comments made. So I guess uh the backstory is uh Master P, uh Romeo's father, uh, sent his condolences out to uh uh forgive me if I'm saying his name wrong, but DJ Twitch, uh I think his name was and uh rest in peace to that man 
uh, and Romeo pretty much said, "Listen, Slim, <laughs> you ain't that. <laughs> you 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 sending out condolences. What what you out here doing, man? We we need we need your emotional support over here, but you out here, you know, feeding into." the the social media hype beast but you ain't feeding your family the emotional and mental support that they need so that was that was very interesting to me for so many different reasons all right uh i guess first being the fact that he called his father out on the internet i think that's the number one most wild thing to me i i and I can say, and, and and we can't, and we can easily sit here and say, uh, that's the new age, the new day and age. That's what the the new kids do. He ain't a kid. I think we, Romeo and me, probably the Romeo and I are probably the same age. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't a kid, right? So, I think that was the num that that was the first confusion to me. I was like, well. And I'm pretty sure they've been through, not even just him and his father, just him, because he's been part of the freaking music industry since damn, he was skating in the in the skate ring in his videos. <laughs> <laughs> like, fam, this isn't the first issue he's had to make him want to speak out public. And the first thing he chose was to go against his father. So that, that right there was wild to me. Um, and then the to to back that up the father responded on the internet i was just blown away i was like what the fuck going on here right i didn't look at either of those men as those type of men right you know we when we speak master p we we, we think no limit we think body body right we think silk the shocker we we you know well, we think all of that, right? We we remember those times, right? It's just certain type of people and certain type of men you just uh, you just wouldn't imagine uh, being in, uh, putting themselves in certain type of situations or doing certain things. And I I, uh, I kind of looked at these gentlemen this type of way. So uh, to see uh, to see those two dueling back and forth. On in it as a father son duo, I think I, I really thought that was wild. Um, but then to bring it home, two weeks later they squash it. <laughs> like I, it, it's a lot here. I feel like because it's like, fam, it. it <laughs> One of the issues I had with this is they lost, Master P lost a daughter. Romeo lost a sister uh, to, if I'm not mistaken, it was to an a, a accidental overdose. Uh, so that is trauma worthy in itself, right? So because of that, to, to, for that to happen, and then for them to approach kind of this situation on a on a social media platform, I, it, it was just really taken. I was really confused, but I can't imagine what would make. I guess what would make a father, and I've been seeing this a lot on the internet lately for some strange reason. But what 
what would make a father want to respond to a son on the internet? I can, like, I have a son. I have a daughter. One day they may say some crazy stuff about me. I hope not. I ain't done anything, but I mean, maybe it, it may, it may, might happen. I can't see myself going back to the internet saying, it's whatever it is that I'm thinking, whatever I want to say, right? Uh, so that that was weird to me. But like we said, they came back around. They they're friends again. Their father and son duo again. Uh, right. After the holidays. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought it was a marketing scheme. I I was like, what is Master P selling, bro? Because you know Master P be selling some shit, man. He always got some shit in his sleeve. Bro, bro, bro got chips. He got soda. He got, he got, uh, what else? He got, he got cereal. Like, bro be selling everything that we normally have in the hood. Like, he's like the candy lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, yo, he's like the candy. I'm like, yo. Listen, man, what y'all selling, man? What y'all trying to get us to buy for Christmas, bro? Because cause right before Christmas and, and y'all squash it the day before uh, New Year's. Oh, so y'all trying to start this New Year on New Year's right, but y'all going to starve our life. Come on, man. Why y'all doing this out here, Master P, man? Y'all, come on, man. Give us another movie, bro. Like, you ain't got to go out like this. But I am happy that uh, they was able to squash it and... Uh, Get back on the same terms, man, because I, I just hate to say it. We got enough going on uh, as black men in this world. Uh, and not just that, we got enough going on where, you know, black men don't have fathers, so forth and so on. Oh, and speaking of which, it's wild. I, oh God, this is why I hate when people's uh, personal inside of their house is on the Internet, because then you give it. You leave it up to the whole world to feed in and give their opinions and give their comments on this, man. It's wild how other men hopped on the Internet and just completely, just completely dragged just either one of them. I mean, I've I've read some of the most outlandish things or I've watched some of the most outlandish things that I mean is to the point where it's not even constructive criticism. It's just disrespect uh, at the end of the day. Right. And that is, that's the hard part about when you put that type of stuff out there. But the fact that there's men out there doing that, yo, y'all, y'all are nasty for that. And y'all are wild. And, but uh, listen, man, in the, to step in Master P shoes, uh, with the exception of responding uh, on the internet, I can totally understand why you would feel like, you know, your son is ungrateful for whatever reason uh, it may be, so forth and so on, and all the other stuff. I actually had a, a situation happen uh, last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. I, I told my I told my daughter, who is now going to be 13 in March, man, uh, going to be 13. And who I told her, I said, hey, you're getting older now. It's about time for you to start work, you know, thinking about getting a job, maybe, you know, maybe you can work for your daddy. Right. I can pay you a check. Maybe I can file you on my taxes and get that. Uh, what is it? Twelve, twelve thousand. That max, if I'm not mistaken, y'all quote, y'all correct me if that number is off. But that that twelve thousand you can get it when you claim your kids on your taxes for uh, them working for you. That that tax that tax deduction. But uh, yeah, she was like, nah. <laughs> she was like, nah. She, I said, 
I'm sorry? Say what? <laughs> she, I said, you don't want a job? She was like, nah. She said, I don't want to work. I said, I'm sorry? Say what? <laughs> Fam, <laughs> come again? She told me straight up, she, she started crying. She said, I don't want to work. I said, I started to feel like Master P, dog. <laughs> I almost got <laughs> Yo, I swear to oh God, yo. I, yo, almost. And I don't, I don't be on, on social media like that, bro. But I almost got on that joint and made a post too, bro. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm being a hypocrite my damn self. Nah, but it, it messed me up because... She real life shed tears telling me she didn't want to work. Do you understand what that made me feel like as a father who not only it's not even about the icon mall or icon anything, right? Uh yes, I put a lot of money behind this, uh, but it's not about that. Uh it's more so about you know how when you're raised a certain type of way and you come from the lack of opportunity, the lack of resources, the lack of financial uh, uh, resources, and you work hard to obtain all of those categories so that your daughter or your kids, not even your daughter, because once again, my son's probably going to tell me the same thing when he get older. The way I'm handling it is a little different than I came with my daughter, but whatever. You know what it feels like when you do all of these things and you actually obtain these, excuse me, these resources and you obtain, you know, some type of financial success only, only for your kids to tell you, nah, I'm good. I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Fam. <laughs> Fam. So, <laughs> so I was like, the, I, I instantly told, like, in my brain, the first thing that popped up in my head was like, I shouldn't have bought you all that shit all your life. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Because yeah. you've been, you've been privy to a great lifestyle, right? Uh, so that feeds into you know this whole Romeo Master P thing too. I mean. If, like I said, once again, I remember when I was a child, I was looking at uh, Lil Romeo when I was a child. Like, uh, him and them, it was him, Lil Bow Wow, Lil Wayne, Lil Zane, all the Lil's. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember this. Like, so I can understand the frustration of a Master P, right? Like Slim, you never had to do anything but follow me. That's it. And I mean, you you had the resources to excuse my language. You had the resources to fuck up multiple times. You know what I'm saying? And and, and have it cleaned up for you, right? And not saying, and this is no disrespect to you know anybody, especially not no little Romeo, because I'm pretty sure he's worked hard for anything he's obtained. But uh, the fact still remains is like you know, compared to you know somebody from the hood. You take the uh, Eminem uh, line, you get one shot. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's it. You can't miss your chance to, like, that's it. That's a real thing. Like, you, right. by the time you only get one chance to be great. Mm -hmm. And if you don't 
capture that moment, it's, it may not come back again. So I, I can totally understand uh, the, the, the tiff of, of a Master P, man. So I'm just happy to see them back together again, man. If this was a marketing scheme, man, hey, try something different next time, man. Listen, I like I like when I like when y'all went on the Breakfast Club that time, and y'all bought them. I'm gonna try this one time. Them what was they called? Munyadis, I think they was called. They they had some shoes that they was creating, and they just kept telling us that they were black on. Like I don't remember nothing else from the interview, but I remember they kept telling us they were black on. Right? I mean, it stuck with me. I don't know how I felt about it, but it stuck with me. Um. Yeah, so salute to them, man. I'm, I'm I'm happy they was able to get that out the way, and uh, uh, I wish them a, a successful 2023. Man, this guy right here though is different. Elon Musk lost 200 billion. I Elon Musk lost 200 billion. Dollars, bro. Like, where does it go? Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> Yo, when you, when you, fam, I look at my bank account sometimes, and I be wondering, like, yo, where that, where that twenty I just had, where that shit go, fam, two hundred billion dollars. So I was reading the story right about this guy. Uh, Elon Musk, who lost $200 billion. So uh, apparently, uh, the Twitter stock, uh, let me rephrase, I'm sorry, backtrack. Tesla stock had went down, right? And that's where a lot of his earnings and his valuation is tied into. Uh, so, and a lot of it was because Tesla stock was going down because all these other major uh, manufacturing companies started creating uh, electric vehicles now because if you all didn't know the federal government now this year made it so that all the the manufacturing companies who have electric vehicles as long as they have certain uh, qualifications tied to them you know SUV type car type so forth and so on you can get a tax a tax deduction of up to Quote me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, seven thousand some odd dollars. Uh, if you uh, up to a certain amount. So great example, if I'm not mistaken, if you if you buy an electric SUV, um, that the max that it can be is a eighty thousand dollar electric car SUV. It has to be, uh, and you'll get like a seven thousand uh, dollar deduction on your taxes. So clearly, all of these companies knew about it. So they said, "Why not? I'm gonna start making electric car cars too." So supply and demand. What happens when there's a lot of supply but not a lot of demand? Well, you end up like Tesla and lose two hundred billion. It's just, just that simple. So not only that, he also owns Twitter. I don't know if you. You've been here on Earth long enough, but uh, he's kind of doing some things with Twitter where a lot of people aren't excited about, right? Uh, and because of that, that also dropped his stock down as well. So 
boom, $200 billion down, down the drain. But here's the crazy part about losing $200 billion that really excited me. Let me rephrase that. Which really, which really, um, it blew me away. So, Caraman Steve, if you lose $200 billion, <laughs> would the janitors be the first people you fire <laughs> to get your money back? Fam, this guy lost $200 billion, $200 billion, and he started making cost cuts at Twitter. And he start firing. He fired the janitors, <laughs> and canceled the cleaning cleaning uh, contracts he had. Fam, you, fam, listen. So one thing I know is, if I lose two hundred billion, I'm not starting with the janitors, right? So this guy loses two hundred billion. Like I said, through through the valuation, through Tesla stock, uh, and you know, cause he bought. Uh, Twitter and you know all the gripes everybody has with the Twitter now investors are leaving so forth and so on <laughs> he he goes to fire the janitors <laughs> from my understanding and from what I read he uh, he fired the janitors and now he took everybody who works at Twitter and put them on two floors I don't know how many people work at Twitter but knowing Twitter for Twitter I'm pretty sure they not they're not the same size as our offices, right? So, I thought that was wild. Um, so, <laughs> but the best part about all of this is he don't give a fuck. <laughs> yo, yo, he is running around like a man that's freer than ever. I've never seen Elon Musk so freely say some of the things that he said. Most of the time, he's always trying to be intelligent and always trying to have the right answers. But boy, is we seeing another side of him. So I'm going to keep my eye on Elon Musk, man, because I'm excited for whatever else he got out there that's coming next. I, I'm I'm excited to talk about this because of where it's leading to, man. Uh, excited, but I'm also... Uh, I'm hopeful that it, it, you know, it gets resolved. So, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, uh, went on to uh, Mike Tyson's podcast pretty much to talk about the Friday franchise and how Warner Brothers owns the uh, the Friday franchise, and he wanted back, and uh, he believes that Warner Brothers will will do the right thing in good faith or um, or he hopes that it'll happen. I don't have high hopes for that after uh just pretty much seeing just how they do uh our do black men that own content. Uh they don't just give it back to us. Uh but I do hope they do uh in his sake. So long story short, and this is was uh this is was uh pretty much Interesting about this is because this goes back into understanding your role and understanding uh, pretty much who you are and what your value is. So let's just kick this here. Ice Cube wants to gain control over Ice Cube wants to gain control of the Friday franchise, but he isn't looking to use his own coins. 
During an episode of Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson's Hot Boxing Podcast, Ice Cube revealed Warner Brothers is not looking to transfer control of the iconic fr- Friday franchise in which he produced and had a leading role. Warner Brothers' own distribution rights to Friday. The film had originally been released by New Line Cinema. However, Warner Bros. acquired the distribution rights following the merger in 2008. Therefore, for a new film to return to the big screen, Warner Brothers will have to give the green light. Pretty much, this goes back into ownership. It doesn't matter who's the creator. It, we, ha- we just talked about this with Kanye West. Nobody cares who the creator is. Who owns it? And that is, and and this is nothing towards Ice Cube at this point. This is just basic conversation at this point because this this keeps happening to us, and we keep hearing it time and time and time and time and time again. It, it happens with our musicians, it happens with our movie stars, any and all the rest of our creators out there. Like when I read stuff like this, it sucks, man, because we talking about Ice Cube, like some of the best movies we've probably ever seen in our in our culture and the fact that we we don't get taught and i'm going to assume that he didn't get taught we don't get taught ownership man so all we think is create 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 yeah i'll sign this deal and once again this has nothing to do with him create 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 yeah i'll sign this deal if you're going to give me some money I'm going to make my family rich. I'm going to, you know, do this, do that, do that. And then you find out how much you really worth or how much your creation is really worth. And you be like, hey, uh, I want that back. And they're going to little kid you like, hey, go to hell. <laughs> it's happened all the, it's happened way too many times. We keep seeing it. We keep seeing it. But it's not even just that part. It's the fact of the matter that you, this is why I pay attention to the verbiage that people use, right? Especially when they want to take the ownership route and use that owner and, you know, that ownership term. I own this. Well, do you own it or are you just a creator of it? Or are you using someone else's money to, to put it up? Dame Dash is a great example of this, and I could talk about him because he's an OG to me. Uh, I follow in uh, a lot of the things that he do. I, I love the the foundation and the 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 role that he's paid for a lot of African American people in general. Dame Dash is is a great example of this. Dame Dash made paid in full. Dame Dash is Ice Cube and is what is Ice Cube and paid in full. He wrote and directed. Paid in full. But he don't own it. He'll 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 be the first one to tell you. And this is why I think this is one of his frustrations. He don't own it. If I'm not mistaken, at the time, I don't I don't know who owns it currently, but at the time it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was Harvey Weinstein. And he in jail. You know what I'm saying? So I, I this is my issue, and this is, and I learned, and I learned about this issue once again from the OGs talking about it, the Dame Dashes, the, the P Diddy's, the uh, Jay Z's, the Ti's, you know, all that stuff. They'll tell you, they'll tell you all the time they're, 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 the places that they messed up at. So to me, this is just one of those things where, you know, uh, we got got. 
it's just it's just as simple as that, man. I just feel like we just got God again, right? It's just it, granted this happened so long ago. It, at this point, we should we should know by now. Like, no, we're not selling. We we are who we are, and we're gonna keep what we have. And you know, if you really feel that way about us, you'll be partnering with us. You wouldn't be trying to buy us out. If we was really worth what you say we worth, then be my partner. Give me some money. And I ain't talking about no 50-50 partner, bro. <laughs> like, you can miss me with that talk. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Perry Inc.'s four-picture film deal with Amazon Studios. <sighs> this is way above my pay grade. You understand me? Tyler Perry is a different type of monster. But the verbiage still doesn't make sense to me. We'll talk about it. Tyler Perry is taking his talents to Amazon Studios. But Tyler Perry has his own studios. Alright. Tyler Perry is taking his talents to Amazon Studios, entering a four-picture film deal with the studio. I'm excited and grateful to start working with Amazon Studios to bring movies to Prime Video, Perry said in a statement announcing the deal. Jennifer Salky and the entire team have welcomed have welcomed me with open arms. I'm looking forward to continuing telling unique stories and bringing my next project to the global audience that they can reach. Under the new pack, Perry, listen to this, man. This is where shit gets fuzzy. And this is where you got, just listen to the verbiage. And I'll let y'all do this on y'all. Because we just talked about Ice Cube. Under the new pack, Perry will write direct and produce four new movies for release on prime video who did we just say on on friday warner brothers who did we just said wrote and produce friday ice cube who did we say is trying to get their shit back now <laughs> like fam this doesn't make sense to me once again, this could be a way above my pay grade. I I can only assume, but I only imagine that Tyler Perry had to, had to make it clear that he owns the rights to these films. But Tyler Perry ain't Amazon either, so what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Tyler Perry owns Tyler Perry Studios, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it's called. I mean, one of the biggest damn studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Probably, if I'm not mistaken, it's the East Coast. Why does this say Amazon Studios? All due respect, I, I, Kevin Hart got Heartbeat, uh, what is it? Heartbeat Productions. It's not even the studio. What's the difference between... I don't know. We'll talk about that some more time. <laughs> I ain't no, I ain't into that right now. But <laughs> Kevin Hart got Heartbeat Productions. All due respect, I ain't seen no no Amazon Studios and nothing that Heartbeat did. Kevin Hart be all up in Netflix shit, but I ain't never seen nothing that said Netflix Studios. Well, I couldn't just. Maybe I'm just not reading the right thing, but the point that I'm trying to bring here is, bro, you, uh, the whole point was for him to build his own shit so that he can produce his own shit and 
and uh, uh, sell his own shit. That's what I thought we was doing here. But let's finish this. Under the new pack, Perry will write, direct, and produce four new movies and release on Prime Video, which reaches more than 240 countries and territories worldwide. Uh, then they go into name all the the great movies he's produced, so forth and so on. Uh, Tyler Perry is undoubtedly, undoubtedly one of the most prolific creators of our time at Amazon Studios. Yeah, I bet they did. Uh, listen, man. Point, point, point blank period. This is why I'm trying to create the brand of Icon. So that we can stick together. We as creators. We as entrepreneurs. That's it. If we own our own shit, we ain't got to read no damn press releases that, you know, we, we partner in with corporations that we that's probably taken God knows how much of a percentage out of everything that we do. When we can break bread amongst each other, man, that's all I'm saying. Why why would I go out here and get whatever photography corporation, video corporation you can think of when I got cameraman Steve right here? You know what I'm saying? And why would I want to go get uh, uh, a stylist that's a part of one of these large corporations, conglomerates, when I can come get you from where you at and tell you let's let's go to work together? Right? Why put our shit on YouTube when we can create our own streaming platform? Why put our shit on Spotify and Apple Apple Music? All due respect, alright, to everybody. But we can create our own shit. For like we can control our own destiny. But we gotta stick together, man. We gotta we gotta come up with a plan. So that's what we're doing here at the Icon Mall brand. That this is this is what I'm talking about. This it a lot of stuff don't make sense to me, right? Uh, once again, a lot of it's probably over my pay grade. Uh, but yeah, but let me tell you somebody who don't give a fuck in this world. If it ain't if if it's one person, Meek Mill don't give a fuck. Meek Mill is going to do. Yo, Meek Mill is one of my favorite rappers of all time, fam. I like Meek Mill because Meek Mill is that guy that runs over the hill and gets attacked. And then runs back over the hill to us and say, yo, don't go over there. <laughs> it ain't safe right now. All right. They lost a couple bullets because they were shooting at me, but it ain't safe right now. Let, let's, let, let's come up with another plan of attack. Meek Mill plans to release an album every quarter in the year of 2023. He says, I've been loading up for a reason. I'm a huge fan of Meek Mill because of his entrepreneur ways, his entrepreneur ambition, his 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 willingness to fail and succeed. Meek Mill, <laughs> he did the doc. If I'm not mistaken, he did documentary with Amazon, but I ain't gonna hold that against him. But he he's one of those dudes where he doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't always try to go with the conglomerates, right? 
he's with freedom. He's with independence, right? So I'm going to be checking for all of this and seeing what this looks like. This sounds extremely difficult. Four albums in one year, bro. Ooh, your last album was like, what are we in, 23 now? Yeah, last album, if I'm not mistaken, was in 21. Expensive Pain. So that's one album two years ago. You're going to drop four this year? Oof. I believe he can do it because he's, he's a mixtape artist. That man, ain't, he's, he's a problem. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and then on top of that, I'm a little upset how, how he decided to do his last mixtape, drop his last mixtape, because I still ain't heard it. And I'm a huge McMill fan. I couldn't even get, I couldn't even find it anywhere. I, I understood that he tried to drop it on live mixtapes or that piff or something. Man, I couldn't even find it. That's the only issue that I have when when uh when these artists start charting trying start trying to go the independent route. It's just so hard to get find their music. So I would I would almost guess that they would be in fear of losing a consumer base. Now, is it gonna happen by the millions? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know the numbers yet, but we'll figure it out and we'll see how it goes. So I'm looking forward to his first project. Uh, of 2023 and you know seeing exactly how many songs it is and you know just how he planned on releasing all this stuff and see exactly what it does man because i'm excited for him i'm happy for him i think he was selling furniture at one point like meek mill's selling selling couches <laughs> like, i mean fam i ain't gonna hold you i seen some of the shit was fly but like meek mill's sell, you know End tables is crazy to me, but I mean, once again, that's the entrepreneurial ways that that I, you know, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of him uh, for. So, uh, salute to him, man, and, and I'm gonna be checking for his stuff. Young Dolph, man, rest in peace, bro. Rest in peace to the OG. Uh, is dope. They are creating uh, a museum tour. And Young Dolph is going to be the centerpiece of the museum tour. Uh, and, you know, a part of the reason why they're making him the centerpiece of the museum tour is because he is exactly what I keep saying we need to be. And exactly what he's always preached uh, his whole career. Independence. And I get it. Everybody can be independent. And we'll talk about that someday. Right, but for right now, we're gonna talk about independence. He stood for independence. He stood for investing in yourself. He stood for doing it all yourself. And if he can't do it, even if he couldn't do it all himself, he wasn't going to sell himself. He was only going to partner with you. So I I think that's a dope. A dope situation, man. I'm excited for this. It's supposed to start in New York uh, this year. Uh, so I I'm excited for this. I hope it comes south uh, somewhere like, you know, if it does, it'll probably be somewhere like Charlotte, Atlanta. I'm I'm definitely going to check it out if it does. Uh, regardless, definitely. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine it not going to Memphis. That's going to be nuts if it does. Uh, man, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Man, thank you for all the lessons that you you left among us, man. Especially us as entrepreneurs, bro. Uh, we're gonna remember it all, and we're gonna take it with us, bro. 
Hamlin. Man, there's so much here that I, I'm not even going to be able to, to dissect everything that I really want to about this, man. Uh, first of all, my prayers is with him, his family. Uh, I, I, I hope he's doing well. Last, you know, last I checked earlier today, uh, he was, he, he, he was doing a little better, but then I also heard that, uh, uh, he went back out of conscious. So I don't know what his current state is at this moment, but I, I hope he's doing a lot better. Uh, if you don't know, Demar Ham, uh, Hamlin is, uh, is, a uh, is a player on the Buffalo Bills. He was, uh, playing defense on, Monday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who I will say, man, that game was a rough, and it was only one quarter, if I'm not mistaken. I was watching the game from from beginning to end, man. They was hitting, man. Like, football is a dangerous sport, but this was, they was running through each other prior to that that one tackle that, uh, that, that stunned, uh, Tomorrow, Hamlin. Um, I, I, they were. I seen Diggs running up in cornerbacks and just you know flexing on them like they was trying to show each other uh, a war on the field, man. And unfortunately, uh, Higgs caught the ball on uh, on a route and pretty much ran into uh, Demar's chest. And as Demar stood up he also fell back down unconscious uh he was on the football field for minutes i i, I can't remember how long exactly but for minutes uh the ambulance had to come out take him off on a stretcher they had to give him cpr uh like i said that was monday night it's it's thursday night now uh and he's still in the hospital so, uh, my prayers are with him, and I hope he, 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 he recovers, man, and I hope he has a speedy recovery. There's a lot to this that I really, really, really want to get to, but I'm going to be selective because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just going to be selective. Fam, the clout chasing behind this man's name. People companies have used this man name for notoriety and it is nasty fam there is no reason why you should be telling me the kindergarten teacher of damar said this say he's doing this don't nobody know what that was going on with that man except for the doctors and his family and probably the NFL and the team. But they got a publicist, obviously, because they was putting out press releases. So if they putting out press releases, that should be the only official word that anybody listening to. Why the hell do I have to read stories about what his childhood friend said he was doing? How, how his childhood friend said he was doing? How the hell is he supposed to know, fam? Come on, fam. Like, that is nuts to me. The other thing that was wild to me is uh, my presence for his mother, man. Like his mother was at that game 
watching her son play the, you know, play his dreams out. She was supporting her son like I'm pretty sure any of us would do for our child. And boom, now your son just passed out on the floor and we don't know what happened. He's just there. So I, I couldn't imagine what that felt like, uh, what that, what, what, what was going on in her head, man. So my prayers are to her, and you know, once again, I, I wish him tomorrow uh, a speedy recovery. ESPN, bro, man, what a man! I just, once again, you, you all will learn. I just love the world of business. ESPN did a hell of a job covering the damn game, including. The situation with Demar at you know during the game. If you all don't understand, ESPN is a sports channel. That's all they they talk about is sports. When this incident happened with Demar, ESPN quickly turned from ESPN to CNN, and those sports announcers quickly turned into news anchors. I couldn't, um, and just watching the way that they handled themselves, and you can tell they didn't know what they were doing, respectfully. But the way that they were just trying to piece it together, man, that was just personal professionalism. Like, I don't, that that really, I'm just saying ESPN, because they work for ESPN, but that was just who they are as professionals, man. You can't teach that. You can't teach... Uh, you can't teach people how to pivot that well. And I mean, they literally pivot from sports broadcasters to news anchors. And I thought that was so, uh, uh, you know, given the circumstances, I thought that was so dope. Like just watching how that, uh, how that played out, how they just try to keep everybody informed, how they just tried to keep the broadcast going, keep the broadcast up because there's still a television, you know, show. I mean, there's a lot of business still going on that has to be attained or uh, that has to be uh, maintained given the current situation. So, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck did a hell of a job, man. So, salute to those people, man. One day we're going to talk about pivoting. When things go wrong and you have to pivot, like in a in a moment's time, like that. Hell, we had to pivot three times today already. <laughs> that's what it, that's what entrepreneurship is about, man. You know what I'm saying? When 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 you plan for the stars, but somehow the damn moon gets in the damn way, or Maybe you should have said playing for the moon and stars getting away. But you you see what I'm saying. You get my damn drift. You know what I'm saying? That we we're gonna talk about pivoting one day, man. Cause I think, you know, once again, I think they did a hell of a job with 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 pivoting from from uh sports broadcasters to anchor. So uh you know, salute to them. Um that's all I got for y'all, man. I we're gonna talk about this story next time. I'm 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 gonna put this one on ice about this this gym who pretty much decided to tell everybody they're not accepting any new new members uh, January first because they don't believe in New Year New Me. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it. So 
I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, man. This was an, a phenomenal first episode. Uh, I feel like I got everything out of me, all the nervousness, all the things that I, I wasn't expecting, didn't know to look to look for. Uh, I think we uh, we kind of a little bit better on the tech side now. Uh, we know to hit the record button a couple times. Don't forget the SD card. Hit the hit the record. You know all that good stuff, man. But but uh, we got we me and me and cameraman Stevie said we're gonna create a bloopers uh, little joint or something. Throw it up on. We ain't putting it on YouTube. We're gonna put it up on our own shit, right? Our shit that we own. Remember that. That's what we talking about. That's what we going for, and that's what this brand is about, man. But I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in for the first episode, man. Enjoy it. Please uh, join us again next week, next uh, Saturday morning. We'll be right back with you, man. As always, welcome to the I Am Icon podcast. Until the next time we meet each other, be safe, love life. We'll see each other again. One love.